Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of the Steelers postgame podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And with you tonight, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers' devastating loss, deflating loss, whatever adjective you want to use. With me, as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, Dave Schofield, the other co-editor. And let's get to some of these live chats to get started. Um, Ocam's OX gave us $24.99. He says, everyone is responsible. This was a train wreck. At this point, there should be maybe a handful of guys that should be considered protected. Tomlin should be given one real rebuild. Ben, see you, Space Cowboy. <laughs> and he gave us $24.99. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Brandon Keene gave us $4.99. Ben for 500 plus and four INTs and scores 37 points. Loses to DeBrowns, who scored 48. It's okay to smile and tip your cap to DeBrowns. Good for the decal. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that, just to be honest. <laughs> so let's talk about this quickly. If you give us a live chat, we're going to try our best to get to it. Um, I got into a pretty interesting debate with a, a fellow Steeler fan on Twitter. So Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. And real quick, Jake Sanchez gives us $5 that we need to fire Randy. We're way too predictable. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, in pro football talk, Mike Florio said, this is all on Tomlin. And so I quote tweeted it and said, is it really? Because last time I checked, it wasn't Tomlin that snapped the ball over Ben's head. It wasn't Tomlin that threw interceptions. It wasn't Tomlin that's missing tackles left and right. And of course, there's people that you know say, oh, you're such a Tomlin fan, blah, blah, blah. Okay, look, I've never said that I'm not uh, – I, I like Mike Tomlin. I have no problem with Mike Tomlin. That doesn't mean he doesn't have his issues. But at the same time, this one fan just kept on coming back to this. And I can't, eventually got down to, like, look, you, you're either in one of two camps with this discussion and this debate. 
you're in the camp that is coaches are the ones that have to prepare their players to play and they have to put them in a chance to with a chance to succeed. Okay. That's going to be your camp. And then there's the camp, which is the one that I reside in. And that is coaches can only do so much. The players have to go out and execute. So I want to ask you all, which camp do you reside in? Brian, what, what about you? What do you want to go? I feel it's the players executing ultimately. Yeah, I'm not, and and again, if you're probably with me here. It, it's not that the coaches don't have any role; they do have a role. But I think when it comes to what trumps what trumps the other, I'm going to say that players executing. Dave, what about you? All right, it's a combination of the of the two things because now you're like it's such a David, it's such a David. But no, I'm, I'm yeah. no, I got to tell you the honest truth. It's not like pick one because it's not one because the coaches have to develop the game plan to implement. The coaches have to make the in-game decisions based on things are going on, on on what's going on and like do you punt on fourth and one and things like that. But if the players aren't executing the game plan, then there's nothing you can do. If the game plan sucks, then it doesn't matter how good your your players are, it's not going to matter. And as we can see, sometimes the offensive game plan sucks, you know. So that's all. You know, that's why it could be either or. But when you're talking about when when you're throwing interceptions and snapping the balls over the head, that's not coaches unless you're saying that they're got to get them ready to play. I mean, I guess, I mean, you're not talking to a bunch of 13-year-old kids going out to play their first football game in high school when you're trying to get them fired up. These are guys that have been there, done that for a long time. You can do that, but... If, if you're not if you're not out there playing for yourself and for your team at that point, then I don't know how you made it that far. And you can also never, as a coach, you can never fully get over a start like that. Mm-hmm. You can't prepare for the first snap from scrimmage to go over the quarterback's head, and then I don't know if it was a lapse in judgment. It looked like Ben thought that Connor was going to jump on it. They could have just kicked it out of the back of the end zone, taken a safety, but instead it turns into a touchdown. You can't ever prepare for that. It throws everything off. It is what it is. I see what you're saying, Dave. Cascade gives us 499 since we were so close. I don't think anyone thought the Browns would win, but since they did, at least they have to face the Chiefs next week. Shoot, I want the Chiefs to lose. I'm sick and tired of the Chiefs. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I, that's going to be a game. I probably just won't watch. Uh, let's see here. What else what did we miss here? Uh, doc holiday. Give us another $2. Trell Edmonds couldn't tackle a drunk toddler. <laughs> he also couldn't catch a football to save his life. Hey, they move around a lot. I mean, so that's not an easy thing, especially <laughs> if there's wrong. Or did every toddler. player that did not play in week 17 just kind of seemed off for a while not just the guys that sat but the guys that came back from ir and the guys that missed last game injured with the exception of chris boswell yeah but even chris boswell wasn't getting touchbacks i don't know if they were trying for touchbacks. Yeah, i don't know i i mean yeah. i'll disagree with that a little bit because i i know ebron had a drop but for the most part i mean well, yeah he had a few early on yeah but he was hauling them in for the most yeah. part Ben was Nick, missing them. Nick Clark is his $10 that I had faith in the coaches for years. Now I wonder maybe this team would be better with better coaches playing calling, but my fears say that the players just aren't as good as we think. How do we get better? Let's talk about the coaches. This is going to be something a lot of people want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Here's a, before we get into this $10 from Jeffy said three December collapses in a row, two home playoff blunders in a row. This is an unbecoming pattern to be honest. And that's absolutely right. 
And we'll tie this all together here. First question, yes or no? Mike Tomlin is back in 2021. Brian, go. This should be easy. Absolutely. Dave? Yes. I agree. Next question. Keith Butler is back for next season. Brian? I say yes. Dave? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes as well. Here's the one everyone wants to know. Randy Feetner is back in 2021. Brian? Absolutely not. Really? Now, let's say that Ben is coming back, though. You still say no? You don't give you don't give Ben a choice. Oof. No. Okay. Dave? No. And they don't have to fire him, but they just don't have to give him a new contract because it's is that, is that true that his contract That's is what hard. I heard. I haven't okay. actually gone in and looked because it's hard. It's you can't find coaches' contracts. No. It's hard to find them. But that's that's what I heard. If not, then fire him. Yeah, because if, if his contract is up, they could just simply say, thanks for your time. We're not going to deal with this anymore, and we're going to move on. Do they promote Mad Canada to offensive coordinator? Do they go out, out, of, uh, out of the organization? Brian, what do you think? I think you have to go out of the organization completely. Now, we had some talk about this on our Slack channel the other day. I mean, my first inclination is to look at a guy like Anthony Lynn, but a lot of people have said, here's the problem with that. You don't want to bring a veteran coach in. A veteran coach doesn't want to have anything to do with a veteran quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger. I you know, I just don't think that uh, Ben Roethlisberger really has choices, like I just said before. He when they When we had this situation three years ago, and when Todd Haley's contract was up, they just said goodbye. They did not post that job. They didn't do anything. They just said, it's Randy Feetner's because that's what Ben wanted. And end of story. So, uh, and I don't think I'm wrong on that. So I really don't think with what has happened this year, and I feel like there's a little bit of a divorce going on anyways between Ben and Feetner because there was a lot of throwing each other under the bus this year, a lot like it was towards the end of Haley and uh, Haley with Ben. So what I'm thinking here is when we start saying, hey, Ben is uh, calling his own plays, he's working them up in the dirt against Dallas and Feetner's like, no, that's not what happened. No, I'm, I'm responsible for that comeback. And so that little back and forth, you know, that shows me that Ben's not going to get his way anymore. And Ben might not even want that way. What about you, Dave? Do you think they promote Canada or do they go out of the organization? Honestly, we haven't heard much about it. Kind of, I hate to say it. It kind of depends on how Ben feels about Canada. It yeah. really does. If 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 Ben likes likes him and likes what he does, then it's a chance. If not really, then they might look other places. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. I'm going to say that Feetner is gone, um, but I think that they will still try to. If Ben's back, I think they'll try to. They'll promote Canada. But again, uh, it's something that uh, Kevin Smith, who's on our Slack channel and, and on our uh, podcast platform for the pregame show, he said that this is not. Ben Roethlisberger running a Matt Canada offense is not, not going to be pretty. So you got to weigh that in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know we had a tip from someone earlier saying it would be great to get Devin Bush back in Bud Dupree. Devin Bush. Yes. I, there you go. Thank you, Nate. We'll be good to see Dupree and Bush back dollar 99. Thank you very much. I don't think Dupree's coming back. No. Brian, you agree? No, I don't think he's coming back either. Yeah, Devin Bush. It would be good to see him back though. For sure. Um, 
So here, Andrew gives us four ninety nine. He said, "Season over. What do we do now?" LOO. Thank you guys so much for the ride. It was fun. Wishing for better things in the coming season. Much love. Thank you very much, Andrew. Appreciate it. Alfred gives us up. Oh, go ahead. Get that. See, this was the next one on the list I had. Sorry. Go ahead. Evgeny, you might have missed this one. I did. Evgeny Crosby four ninety nine. There's so many people to blame. Offense, defense, special teams all sucked. Even the kick coverage is bad. The kick coverage had been bad for a while. To be honest with you. And uh, Alfred gives us a dollar ninety nine. Hey, bad. Remember the 49ers comparison? I was wrong. I'm not sure what he's talking about, but I don't remember either. But I, I'm sure we had that conversation, and uh, I've gotten some uh, private messages from Alfred too. So I, I'm not sure, but uh, I guess he believes he was wrong on it. Yeah. Barry Fox gives us five bucks. If we see a question there, let us know and uh, we'll get it up there. Ron Reed gives us $2. The linebacker play was deplorable. Hashtag blow it up. Oh man, this is awful. I can't stand this stuff. Um, okay. You guys are very generous, but with everything, with, but I, they're coming so fast. I, I feel like we've missed some and I feel bad if we have. Yes, I, I, I probably know that we have, but yeah. uh, it's just a situation where there's so many people that want to get their thoughts out and, you know. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going to be happening moving forward. Um, there's a lot of people that say that now's the time to blow it up. And when they say blow it up, it's you part ways with Roethlisberger, you let some of these higher price tag free agents, pending free agents go, you create some salary cap space and you kind of start from the, the the ground floor. The problem with that is, and this is something that Jeffrey Benedict put in the uh, live chat. He said, I feel horrible for Joe Hayden because when you think about it, Joe Hayden's a veteran and he, he wasn't able to play today because of COVID-19 protocols. Um, you feel bad for people like that, but Joe Hayden is a guy that could potentially be on the chopping block because of his salary. Brian Davis, we'll start with you first. Is this is this is the time to blow it up, or is this the time to try to cling to one more year before it's it's done? What do you think, Brian? I'm usually not that guy that says that, but uh, I'm saying it's time to really uh, blow it up and not cling on because you're going to get more of what you had this season with some guys getting older and just delaying the inevitable. Dave, what do you think? Well, I mean, you've got a lot of players that are caught. Or the Steelers restructured just about everybody that they could. No, they did restructure everybody that they could in order to get as much money for this year as possible. And unfortunately, with with those players, almost all of them, next year's the year. So they they so the, they're going. So they pushed the money. They didn't pay them anymore. They just pushed their cap number to next year. I mean, like just just um some of the some of the dead money on some of these, like um Ben Roethlisberger's twenty-two and a, at a quarter million dead money. Stefan Tuitt is over nine million. David DeCastro's dead money, it's actually one of the lower ones at five and a half. Um Joe Hayden's dead dead money is is eight and a half million. Um Cam Cam Hayward has that was different because his goes out over several years. Pouncey's dead money's over six million. And I mean, some of these you can save some money with these guys, but you're still going to be paying if you get move on from them, you're still going to be having an awful lot of account towards the salary cap. You're you're gonna have to make some moves with some of them. You really are. But uh 
tough decisions. And I'm just, I'm sorry. It just sucks that this is what we're talking about right now. I yeah. mean, it's not what we were supposed to be talking about. We were supposed yeah. to be talking about the divisional well, round. And instead we're talking about what can we do for next season? And yeah. I'm sorry. It's a little bit depressing to be talking at almost 1 a.m. Eastern about who's going to be around next year. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yep. Um, Steel Dog 88 gives us $2. He said, is it time for Vince Williams to retire? Um, what's his cap hit there, Dave? Uh, Vince Williams, his cap hit. Um, the the Steelers would save four million on the cap. He has dead money of just over three million. Okay, I mean that's an option. That's not a lot though. That's not a lot of savings. Um, Runner Delgado two ninety nine. He said, "I still think Pouncey lost us the game." Look, no one's disagreeing that it got him off to a horrible start, but at the same time, I'm not going to say he lost us the game. There's a lot of people that. Yeah, Jeremy Smith gives us four ninety nine. He said, yes, Tomlin has his issues. What coach doesn't for those that want him gone? Who is legitimately better option that's available? That's what I always come back to is give me someone that's better, and then we'll talk about it. I don't know if there's anyone out there right now that's available that's better. Um, Nick Clark gives us $2, won the North, yet only team not to advance. That's sad. That is The other two North teams play on. Jeez, Nick, thanks a lot for putting it that way. <laughs> Dave gives us $5. Says, I feel this was an all-in season for the Steelers. Next year will probably be a rough year with cap issues. Thanks for the season, Steeler Nation. Appreciate you, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, let me see here. We got a couple others, I think, to get to. Uh, here we go. Machu, wow, $100. Yep. Goodness gracious. He said off-season should be entertaining. Guess what? We start next season tied for first place. $100 equals zero, zero. <laughs> Finally, my blood pressure and stress levels can take a break for 206 days. It's until the Hall of Fame game. You got a fan for life here the show, by the way. How can I get some BTSC gear? Here we go. Um, if you do want Behind the Steel Curtain gear, any of the shirts that we've sold, um, even just the standard Behind the Steel Curtain t-shirts, if you go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, scroll down the page, and you'll see a tab that says BTSC Apparel. Click on that and you'll see all of the options that you can go in and you can order straight from straight from those articles. You can check it out. We appreciate it. If you want to buy anything and rep the BTSC brand, that's always pretty cool. So I want to throw it to you guys. We have 10 minutes here left, guys. Uh, I forget to Lewis. Goodness. You guys are so generous. I don't want to make it sound like this is a burden, but it's just, uh, he said early, but anyone looking at drafting uh, Trey, quarterback Trey Lance? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. He's North, the, North Dakota State. Yep. Right. He'd be a great. I, I don't know that he'll be there 24, though. That's the thing. Now I got to start looking at the college guys and the draft. Mock Come draft on, Monday for you, Dave. Mock draft Monday. Not tomorrow. <laughs> we'll wait another week. Uh, Doc Holiday gives us $5. Have to make smart team decisions. Get these old players out. Stop restructuring contracts. Better drafting. Better player development. You guys are great. Thanks, Doc. We appreciate you. I still think the Steelers had a good 2020 draft. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, who, who would? I don't think anyone in their right mind would say it was a bad one. Well, I mean, I didn't like the McFarland pick when they made it. Then I started to to come around to it more. And then. How, how they used him and had him not even active at the end of the year. That made me not like it as much. But, I mean, it's, it, I mean if you're talking about getting three good players in Claypool, Highsmith, and Dotson out of the draft, that's that's good. Yeah. 
not to mention your seventh round pick that everyone thought was just a project actually had defensive snaps this year and Carlos yeah. Davis to so keep yeah. that in mind too. Jake Sanchez gives us five bucks. He said, it doesn't matter how great your defense is when the offense continues to put them in bad situations, blow up the offense. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to blow up. We'll yeah. put it that way. Um, let's do it this way. Brian, go ahead and anything that's on your mind that you want to talk about before we uh, call it a show. You know, this is one of the uh, worst losses that I have known in my 40-some years as being a fan. And I got to tell you, it it really does hurt. So when everybody who's anything that you're saying on the live chat, we agree with and we understand because you're hurting too. Because we football for us is an escape. And I know it's that way for you too. When I go to the movies... I go there to escape life for a little bit and jump in the shoes of uh, Will Smith or Mel Gibson or whoever I'm watching, Brad Pitt, whoever I'm watching. I've become them for a little bit so I can get away from it. So when I'm watching the Steelers, I kind of do the same thing. And I hurt for them. Like, you know, we talked about Pouncey on the sidelines, Ben on the sidelines. I hurt for those guys. And I hurt for the fact that I wrapped a lot of my hopes into this whole thing because my escape is now gone, but I know immediately I'm going to jump back on it and we're going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be working just as hard in the off season. When I say we, I'm talking BTSC to go ahead and give you the same amount of content. And we are going to um, be looking at a lot of players, a lot of information, a lot of stuff, and I'll get back into it and I'll have something to look forward to and one of uh, uh, Matthew put it up there, 206 days, and that's what that's what I'm pinning my hopes on again, looking to see where this team is in 206 days. So it's over for 2020. This was one of the weirdest years I've ever experienced as a fan, too, especially going 11 and 0 and turning around and having one win down the stretch. It was, you know, it was the best of both worlds. And then it was the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. But I know, win or lose, black and gold is in my bl- in my veins. So that's the blood that is uh, that uh, when you cut me, it's red, but it's got black and gold, you know, deep inside. That's what the iron inside my blood is. So all I'm saying <laughs> is, you know what? I'm going to go to bed demoralized. Wake up tomorrow and get back to it. And that's what I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers do. If they do suffer a five and 11 season next year and end up with another Ben Roethlisberger, I'm cool with that as well. It's going to stink along the way, but I'd be cool with that. But if they find a way to turn things around and get another magical season, when you just don't expect it, that would be amazing as well. But whatever they do Steelers forever. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Evgeny <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crosby gives us four ninety nine. I said, "All you fake Steeler fans need to get lost. We don't need you, and we'll be back." Look, we all we all mourn in our own way. Okay, some people want to yell and scream. Some people want to look at it logistically. Everyone's different. Let's be accepting of everyone. Brandon Keene four ninety nine said Peyton lost a snap and won it a couple years later. A couple tweaks, and here we go. TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. All right, Dave, your turn. Go ahead. I have a lot of things to say. (laughs) I do, and I'm going to forget some of them because I'm tired. But first thing, I'm going to tell you this. 
you know, I love these Pittsburgh Steelers. I am frustrated. I am sad. I am depressed. What was it? He said sad and angry. We're, we're, we're sangry, okay, um, is what's going on. But you know what I'm going to do tonight before – well, I'm going to get off here. I'm going to have, obviously have to write an article for the site tomorrow. And before I go to bed, I'm going to go into my kids' rooms. I'm going to, you know, peek at my kids. Because when I'm down and I'm depressed, I go in and I just take a look at them while they're sleeping and remember that there are other things in life other than just the Steelers, even for us. So always remember that, everyone. There's other things out there. We love our Steelers. Okay? We do. But we have other things that we that we love, too. Now, I said something early on. I, I don't know if it was when this, the Steelers were around where they were about 5-0 and or 6-0, and and everyone's were all excited about the streak. And I said something. And boy, oh, boy, did it really come back to, to honest. I'm going to go with 6-0 and because that's just when I remember it. And I said, this streak to start the season doesn't matter if you don't finish. And I said I would rather have those six straight wins at the end of the season than I would at the beginning of the season. And unfortunately, now we're seeing why that's important. And and the frustrating thing is why I, I want to see at least – I was disappointed last year that there was so little change to the coaching staff, and I'm afraid just because it's the way the Steelers do think there's going to be so little again. I'm not saying it has to be the top man. I had even said that, hey, when the Steelers were struggling and things needed to be fixed, it, you got to lay this at Tomlin's feet, not because – it was his fault. It's because he's the overall guy. He's got if the coordinators are doing something wrong, he's the one that's got to get them in gear. And if the coordinators or the position coaches or anyone else, if they're not getting it done right, then they've got to go now. He's got to make those decisions if he's going to be the guy that's staying here. Because my wife, who doesn't follow football, she she knew the game wasn't out of hand and she came down um to 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 to, to see how I was doing. And and she's like, but they were doing so good this season, is what she says. And I said, yeah. She's like, well, what happened? I'm like, the NFL, I actually, I'm starting to think that teams that don't get to practice all week, what do you do when you can't practice on the field? You're in meetings and you're game planning more. You're breaking down more, Phil. You're figuring out what else you need to do. So it seemed like that the Browns were almost more mentally prepared and had a better plan for this game, but especially it might even been an advantage with their knowing their coach wouldn't be there, that all the work had to be done ahead of time. So you, and that's what I think is going on with, with the Steelers down the stretch is that you're, the NFL is constantly evolving even throughout the season. You can't do in week one and expect the exact same thing to work in week 10. It just doesn't work that way. And I felt like the Steelers were were so content with their wins, and I'm mainly talking offensively, that they weren't willing to try to plan ahead of the curve. They weren't they, – they didn't have the foresight to see what they still needed to do to be successful more than just we're going to do what we do and do it better. And when we kept hearing those words, it was extremely frustrating because you know what? It's the other team's job to, to figure out what you're doing. And if you're – and that's and that's why you've got to stay ahead of it. And that's where I think the Steelers were really lacking this year. That's why I'd like to see a little bit more thought into it because – I don't want to predict what you're going to do. I mean, we all, I mean, this game was different because you know that when the Steelers get down big, they're just going to have to chuck the ball because that's what people are going to have to do. And, you know, and they do that fairly well. Um, would have really liked to have seen a regular game and not just the weird 
game that this worked out to be. But please don't do the the frustrating thing when the Steelers were struggling was everyone says the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing over and over and expecting a different result that they wanted to run the same place. I mean, they, they ran the same fullback dive in the same situation twice tonight, you know, worked the great time. First time when they caught him off guard, didn't work at all the second time. So the ins- insanity is going to be, if you think that you had you, you're constantly starting slow. Is that really on the players or is that on your script? And if you're not going to make the changes you need to change, then it's 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 just going to be a little bit frustrating going into next year or very frustrating going into next year. I'm sorry. I've said more than I needed to. All right. Um, <laughs> Machi gives us $5 and says anything to look at, anything to look at with Omar. He's talking about Omar Khan going on interviews. Does he want out or testing the waters? I think he's, He's wanted to be a general manager. I mean, there's a potential that he could be the next GM for the Steelers if Kevin Colbert wants to step down. Um, but he was in line to of rumors today were that he was in line to get the Texans job and the Texans kind of just chose someone else. So Omar Khan is, is a whiz. He's a whiz kid with the salary cap. If they if he leaves Pittsburgh, the Steelers will miss his skills. Absolutely. So for me, my final thoughts are simple. I, I ever as long as I can remember thinking back to the Steelers, I would always be the kid that would just I, I never let these things go. I've always had comments. I, I swear I'll never forget in '94 when the Steelers lost to the Chargers at Three River Stadium. I was the kid that like I don't know hours after the game was over, I look over my dad. And I'm like, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe that. My dad like Jeff, you just let it go, man. But that's just me. I think things kind of linger. This is where it's awesome that we have this privilege to have a microphone in front of us to be able to have this outlet. And I really do encourage you, if you've enjoyed this season of content, um, stick with us. Like literally don't go anywhere because it's not just going to turn into, you know, this week being nothing but, you know, moaning and groaning. It's it's literally going to, it's going to evolve. It's going to start to turn into free agency talk, players to look for players to keep, who should they cut all that stuff. And it's going to evolve into the NFL draft, which is probably our biggest weekend of the entire year. Um, and then we'll be able to break down those players. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, this this upcoming season will be more normal than what we had in 2020, meaning there will be OTAs, there will be mini camps, and there will be stuff to report. We are going to have it all for you right here, not only at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, but also on our podcast platform. So this is not just it for us in terms of Facebook live videos and YouTube live videos, but also anywhere where you get podcasts, we have more content than what we offer right here. So wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers behind the steel curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do. Um, if you want to hear me rail off about this game, check out my let's ride tomorrow around 12 PM. Um, because honestly I could go on and on. I will go on and on. You can check that out for yourself. But before we call it a show, runner Delgado gives us four ninety nine. He said with the cap hit next year, how many more years before you think we are contenders again? If Ben comes back and plays well, and let's let's let, let, let me throw this in there. I said this on my Let's Ride podcast a few weeks ago. Ben Roethlisberger had to spend the vast majority of the of last offseason rehabbing an elbow, not getting ready necessarily for a full season. He should have, if he's going to come back in 2021, he should have a full offseason to get his whole body, his arm ready for the season. And if he comes back and he can play well and they can manipulate the cap, and like Brian always says, they find a way, I think they could be contenders next year. I really do. I, I just don't see why that, that 
that expectation should drop. But I might be in the minority, and that's fine. So, guys, anything else for the good of the order? Like you said, Jeff, uh, this is not the end for us as far as BTSC, but I want to thank everybody who has made this a very interesting season. And uh, we can't do this without you. So thanks so much to everybody in the live chat, everybody that's listening to us that uh, doesn't show up in the live chat, but uh, are, we have a lot of loyal fans on the audio only platform and we appreciate you also don't go away. We've got so much more for you. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all for tuning in this season. I hope you all enjoyed it. Stick with us. We're not going anywhere. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. In the meantime, folks, that's it. 2020 season. That's a wrap. Another playoff loss. Haven't won one since 2016. Goodness gracious. We'll see you. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.